dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce and we're here at 5.35 on a Thursday night, ready for Thursday night footy and Sauce is a Geelong man. Uh, you're in a bit of a rush. Not in a rush to to uh, get through the podcast, in a rush to get the value out to the listeners, Pez. That's what I'm going to focus on is getting the value out and you know what, if it aligns with me getting home and sitting in front of the tally with a couple of crisp ones, well then so be it. But yes, in a little bit of a rush tonight. <laughs> and uh, we have to mention it is the buy round and the bye weekend so there are only i think six games so uh across saturday sunday uh tonight and tomorrow uh we've only got the six so it's a bit of a break for everyone from you know action-packed round of footy so tipping's a little bit different all the different competitions are you know down to the business end as well so it's a very interesting round down to the business business end as well as in our loser competition. Down to the final two punters. I know a lot of people would have got an email today about uh, the final two competitors and them, you know, fighting it out for for the last person standing for a huge cash prize of over a thousand dollars. So um, exciting thing for that. And um, one one uh, win from a team would have ended all for everyone. Yeah, so we'll we'll pop that out for those people in the competition out on the thing. If you're interested in that, you can have a look at that after the uh, bounce of the first game tonight. So. We go from there. Now, moving into there, we are we are pretty well on track in our season. So I did want to speak about our bet review source. So if we just jump straight into that. No official review. How does it end? We don't know. They've kind of lost, but they've won as well. And a very interesting betting round with uh, St Kilda getting up as the underdogs against Sydney, their source. And we had the the trend against St Kilda of the players with the highest disposals. But Nick Blakey did his hamstring in the in the first quarter, and he's off off the ground for about nine minutes. And I'm sitting there going, "Oh well, at least if he's you know subbed out now, it's with sports bet, so we'll get the you know the justice refund, and we'll at least get a bonus bet back." And he comes back on, and then in the third quarter he gets knocked out and then get subbed off. So there's no justice refund there and no good for there for Nick Blakey. His over-under was 21 and a half. Even with that extended time on the bench in the first quarter source, he was on track with 12 disposals at the half, only needing 10 more to cover that line and would have filled a lot of people's pockets. Yeah, so on track for, for that. And in mine, I had him as well for, for that 20. Um, but then I got a little bit unlucky with Errol Goulding. And for some reason, Sydney decided that uh, they're going to do a shuffle and start the young man who's averaging 25 to 30 disposals uh, per game, ripping it up in that midfield against a team that gives up a lot of possessions to midfielders and decided to put him forward for some reason and, and, and exchange him for Isaac Heaney really don't understand the thought process for that but you know you, you're not to, to know those things with when when that sort of things happen it'll be interesting to see the trends but be aware this week that that's what happened last week and it wasn't just an anomaly in the system they were playing er, um, Errol Goulding completely out of position yeah we had I had a 330 pop and a 575 pop so you know not expected to win but uh, escaped with one bonus from that we we're head-to-head on the Friday night source so we do need to speak about that the Bulldogs versus Port Adelaide and you came out on top and the thing I found most interesting is ever since the Gold Coast Western Bulldogs game where the Bulldogs got obviously favoured and people would say, you know, for five, six, seven, eight years, the Bulldogs have been heavily favoured by the umpires. But the umpires were so against the Bulldogs, it was ludicrous. There were there were calls that you've never seen called before that happened and big swings of momentum 
in that game. Yeah, the overcorrection that the AFL made about that uh, that that Gold Coast game that it was uh, sort of popularised through all the footy shows. You really saw that up until half time, and then general. You know, I've been a, a state sort of a league basketball referee. You go into the the game uh, at half time, and then generally what happens, it is on the stat sheet. You do review it, and it's not that you have to go and even up, but you're made aware that if there are free kicks there that can be given, they're the ones that you give to ensure that it looks like you're a bit more consistent. And the overcorrection that was made really was costly and, and very evident. I mean, it's sort of it's sort of an overcorrection that that aligns from the week before. But you know, Port Adelaide were the better team on the night. Port Adelaide did escape with a victory, but you know, it really st- um, sort of stated the it really tainted the comeback from the doggies because every time they got a little bit of momentum, some sort of crappy free free, free kick or. Um, they weren't rewarded in front of goal like they have been. And what we do always say, you do have to overcome the umpires, but it was very difficult for the Bulldogs to overcome that on the Friday night. So Port Adelaide walk away with a win and so did you, Source. I was at the game on Saturday, the Hawthorne versus Brisbane game, and Brisbane led at, by 17 at half time without really doing anything. And Hawthorne looked really good. And in the second half, Hawthorne looked amazing. And you had a trend. You had the four plus goals. You picked two of the players. And I've said all year, it's really hard to pick players in the Brisbane forward line. Danaher, four goals. Cameron, four goals. Didn't happen for them, but it did happen for Eric Hipwood. Yeah, so the trend the trend was was bang on. Uh, so a forward, you know, and, and generally a tall forward, and, and I did explain this on the podcast last week, that main forward uh, generally has a, a deficiency against Hawthorne, and we had Eric Hipwood kick four goals. Um, you know, Cam Rayner, sorry, Cam Rayner popped up for two. He looked a bit dangerous in that fourth. I thought he was going to get it after uh, we spoke about that on the podcast, but the trend continues. So, yes, the bet was wrong. It had a, had a bad punt. You know, when you've got two guys who are sitting on 30 goals apiece and the next closest is 14, well, then you think, you know what? I'm, pr- I'm pretty bang on here to, to get one uh, and then Eric Hipwood goes and snags four so that that trend still is alive and you know look to utilise that against Hawthorne again well, there goes your two units there but it doesn't break the bank uh, <laughs> barring what people on TikTok seem to think um, speaking of that I'm very disappointed that um, this video wasn't put up with the Adelaide <laughs> and West Coast because it was an absolute perler of a bet for both of us source so I went with your trend from the week before which didn't get up the minus 99.5 got it at 680 chuck my bonus bet on that and that was one of the easiest bets ever to watch sail through the live bet Pez in the, the second quarter was up to 120.5 as the plus minus um, incredible value at 99 and a half for 680 and what a way to, to get you back on track and get you in the winners um, you know you know to to clear 11 units. So it's that incredible, Pez. Yeah, it was uh, absolutely amazing for my season, already being up and then just adding that to to be more than a unit, uh, a roundup, and move my ROI up towards 14%, which is absolutely fantastic. I was on the trigger on the live, kept refreshing, and I nearly pulled the trigger at West Coast plus 130, but I just couldn't do it. It was already guaranteed that it was going to be over 100, and I, I didn't want to get too greedy. And, and the way that they were playing, it looked like it could, could even go bigger <laughs> than 130, uh, which was great for me because early on, as I said, you know, Adelaide are a high-scoring first-quarter team, and the, the under-over for total goals in the first quarter was 6.5. Adelaide kicks uh, seven goals on their own, so they, they, they beat the trend on their own. Uh, that was a nice little collect for $2.07 and a couple of units for me there as well. Yeah, uh, uh, one I do have to mention is the, the Saturday night as well, Source, is uh, Fremantle versus Richmond we loved the line at minus 14 and a half and uh, Richmond came out on fire we were uh, severely wrong um, I escaped with a bonus bet which I get to use uh, this this round because Fremantle ended up coming back but I jumped on the live bet source and I have never 
Well, I gave up on the live bet in the third quarter because the over-under, I had it under 156 because I saw the rain pissing down and then it kept raining and not raining, raining and not raining. And you would not believe it. It went up to 172 just before the third quarter. They kicked two quick goals into the fourth quarter. It was up at 178 live and it ended up at 155. And the bet sailed through two units to save uh, profit on the game for me. But just what we've been talking about is making money on the live bet if you're following it and watching the game. Ooh. You've got to be watching the game to understand the trends and what's happening and momentum. And there's a lot of money to be had there uh, if you can pull the trigger at the right time. And but Mug, Mug was saying he's in Spain at the moment. Yeah. He's tweeting and he's going, um, yeah, this looks like it might be done. And I'm like, yeah, it's 100%. It's, it's finished. One of, one I lost the, another two units. One of the greatest recoveries uh, <laughs> ever. And uh, no, that was uh, obviously at Mug Punter, not just some mug that's oh, <laughs> just calling you yeah, up. But yeah, that, that was a great way. And as you said, we completely got the, the read wrong. And, and hats off to Richmond. Really interesting discussion point them this week. You know, are they are they back? Are they not? But we'll get into that when we're looking at uh, the bet slip. Amazing. Very quickly, this team's dead to you. I was on Carlton Moneyline again with the 12-up promo. Uh Killed it in the water. Should have been five goals up at half time with all the misses they had. Kerner kicked zero four in the first quarter, and Mackay's still snapping from forty meters out, which is um, really bizarre. But I only bought that up because I think I'm going to go back to the well again, and they're not dead to me yet. Do you know what's so funny about that? Well, we'll talk about this in the bet slip, but um, it was a really interesting game that one because Carlton controlled that game quite early. They had a you know a whole range of different things. They they led a whole lot of categories except for the free kicks. The free kicks they lost by almost nineteen. But their inside fifties pairs it was a fifty. I think it was fifty six to. I've got the stat up just here, just pulling it up. Uh, it was fifty six entries to forty one entries. You know, for twenty two shots versus twenty one shots, like they dominated. They, they, they that forward structure. You know, it sounds so stupid and so uh, ironic that, but Carlton are coming with that thing they've got the right things there they just got to get out of their own head and kick the freaking goal but but again if you followed my trend of them being dead to you you would have made a packet on on Essendon because they were they were good value yeah Essendon and that third quarter was absolutely amazing when Carlton just decided not to run and uh very well out, out coached Michael Voss was by Brad Scott. Definitely so. But one thing that I did, uh, you know, wasn't steering away from, Pez, was during that Carlton Essendon game, you know, looking at the trend of uh, Carlton continued to give away a lot of possessions. Essendon can give away a lot of possessions as well. I had a, a bet that I put on with the over unders on the disposals. Beauty? This was a nice little uh, uh, two unit bonus bet with the, the bet return on sports bet. Cherry to get 27.5. Ard, uh, sorry, Ard. Sard to get over 21.5 and Caldwell to get over 23 and a half that saluted midway through the the fourth quarter pairs six dollar fifty with the bonus a nice little 11 unit <laughs> collect that means between the two of us in two bets pairs we had a nice little uh 22 units returned from uh, our bonus bets so zero money staked <laughs> and 22 units returned on bonuses and that's a that's a strategy people can use on their bonus if they want to go to a you know higher odds type thing you don't have to hit every single one but you do have to hit you know once once in a blue moon you hit you get all that stake back from all those uh, bets you lost, but returned a, <laughs> returned a bonus bet. So that was a that was a really good one there. And then uh, you had Melbourne ML, and uh, a lot of people were on Collingwood. And speaking about teams that should have smashed them, Melbourne should have won this by six goals. Oh, well, could, the fact that they couldn't put them away, a, a Collingwood, Collingwood team who we know is, you know, historically over the last three seasons, very good in close games, very good in the last quarter. All they needed to do was kick one of those points in the last quarter. The first seven, eight minutes was all controlled by Melbourne. Three or four posters, a couple of ones that didn't even make the mark, a couple out in the full, and then they went on this 6-6-6 run, straight out of the middle, goal. Straight it, out of the middle, goal. Even Bailey Fritch was missing a couple, which is one of one of the best oh, kicks did in I the dig league. normally, but... Yeah. 
Um, so it ended up being a, a fantastic round, even though there was a, a lot of red on my side there, Sauce. Uh, it ended up being a fantastic round because you, we made the right plays on the bonus bet. So I staked seven units in the end uh, with for a profit of 8.34 for the round. So return of 15, over 15 units for the round, which is uh, really good. And then my season to date, I've profited 13.43 units, which is just, you know, an average over one unit per round. Uh, at 13.96% return on investment. So um, I'm happy where I sit at the moment. Yeah, I, I went a little bit more uh, trigger happy on the, the units there, Pez. I, I stacked it just a measly 17 units. I don't know what happened there. The long weekend, I was getting a bit bored. I did a little bit of extra research and, you know, it obviously made some good because I uh, escaped after 17 units down to walk away with a profit of 5.74 units, you know, and uh, not the best ROI, but 33, 30% ROI. Um, it, absolutely killing it. So stakes for the season, 102. But, you know, the profit loss, as you just said, you know, I'm sitting about over an average of two and a half units per game. 29.14 uh, is my profit for the season and you know that's been the trend just continually you know, hitting little wins here and there and uh, in a week where there's not many games pairs I can guarantee I'm not going to get 17 units down but uh, <laughs> but I'm you're not going to lose 29, uh, 29 units not. either so exactly right so it's, uh, it's going to be one of those ones where you know you look forward to it now historically I stake more units than you and interestingly enough this season that takes you over me you've literally staked, dating that round there I jumped you've over you've staked <laughs> more units than me which is uh, unheard of in our six seasons of Behind the Boundary but I guess when you're hitting runs and you're hitting trends and they're, and they're working for you pairs you, you, you put your money down um, you know, I'm really spewing about the, that Brisbane bet with that the trend was right, uh, and I, I loved the uh, you know because that that would have been um, perfect. But but again, the trend was right, the wrong player, which you get sometimes That's in punting. Okay. So I like the call. Yeah, excellent. And um, post round thirteen, we're ready to go, and we're ready to get into round fourteen. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about fifty meters out. I was with a mate, and. Um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... Oh, yes! 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 Absolutely flying through this podcast, Pez, with all the units down and all the wins and uh, absolutely flying into some specials. Arsenal takes a special and goes bang! Yeah, so the best one out there is uh, probably Tab with the three-plus leg same-game multi. All games still, so well done to Tab there. Bluebet have the 12-up promo at halftime uh, and get paid out. Uh, we head over to Sportsbet, which have the three-plus leg same-game multi if one leg fails on the Thursday and the Friday night matches. Lads have that uh, same thing, one refund per day. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And they've also got the mega multi where you can put four legs together if one fails. Uh, that's head-to-head. Uh, for AFL that can go there and then Neds also have the 12 up uh, at halftime early payout on the Friday night so I haven't seen too much out there we've been getting a few messages on the socials about have you seen this this bet on um it starts with p uh, points and then another Uh, word bet and you put them together or something yeah yeah. but uh yeah we just problematic we don't have those apps on our phone because we we can't get a bet on with them so there's no point uh even looking at it so if you do want to make some money you haven't been banned from that account they do tend to give out free money a little bit as well so yeah jump on them if you 
if you are well inclined. Yeah, and also um, just one other thing to mention is the, the sports bet. A lot of accounts uh, that aren't haven't been restricted. They have their bet returns one per day, so they don't they don't actually appear on your system until that actual day. So Thursday and Friday, because it's a special, they won't appear. But on the Saturday games, they actually appear for one game. So find that game. Use the the over under disposals because that's where the best are, and then you can make some money there as well. Let's get into round fourteen, Pez. As you said, a few teams have the buy, uh, and some some teams will be coming off the buy too, which is is going to be uh, really important uh, looking at the head-to-head markets and have that in mind when you're placing a punt. But we start things off, as I said, Thursday night footy is back. Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide taking on Geelong, $1.54. Port Adelaide are absolutely flying. They've had 10 on the trot, first time in AF, uh, their actual AFL career history that they've done 10 on the trot, taking on their Cats, 241 outsiders. Minus 10.5 is the line over under, 169.5 pairs. This is going to be a huge clash. Um, I mean, I'm really excited to see this game, as we, we alluded to yeah. in uh, the, the pre-show, but the, this is going to be great footy. Thursday night footy, two clubs that you know traditionally don't really like each other, but traditionally play a hard-fought game. Adelaide Oval is going to be buzzing. This is going to be great. Yeah, we'll put Adelaide on a massive a massive streak, ready to go. And uh, Geelong, you know, before the bye coming out and, and beating the Bulldogs by 22 points, Swamp tweeted before, actually, uh, both of these teams' last win was against the Bulldogs, both by 22 points, so... That wouldn't have happened oh, too many. Bias. Wouldn't happen too many times in history. Draw. Because it, because Bet the draw the again. Uh, but yeah, Geelong uh, have a history in the last ten years of coming out from the bye and not uh, really performing. But this is a huge game, uh, especially if Geelong were to get the win, they could really try and cement themselves top four with Brisbane losing to Hawthorne last week and a few things going in their favour. Uh, but we speak about Geelong and their lack of disposal winners as well. So here, source so. You've got in some games where they didn't even get a player have 20 disposals uh, a few weeks ago. So I've just gone to bet 365 because the player versus player disposal markets are out. And I just wanted to have a little bit of fun tonight and watch the game without a result or without having to worry about over-unders and watching the live uh, bet tracker, the live bet odds. So I've just gone uh, a player that I really like in Jason Horn francis to get more disposals than Tom Atkins. Now... The reason I do that is because uh, Dangerfield comes in, yep. okay? And we know Atkins' centre-bounce attendances have really been up since Dangerfield is out. But now with Dangerfield going back in there, I feel like Atkins' role will be back to out on the wing. They don't really get possessions that highly. So I think Horn Francis is a really big uh, role player for Port Adelaide and he gets on a little bit of a heater. So I, I've had a look back through the stats and when Dangerfield was in there towards rounds four to seven, uh, Atkins' disposals was down between 15 and 20. So I think Horn Francis can get more to him. It's $1.91 for him to beat that. If it is a draw, it's a loss because they, they allow you to bet on the draw at $17. So $1.91, Horn Francis to get more disposals than Tom Atkins. I actually love that bet. I think it's a really good uh, bet because not only have uh, Danger come back in, but Holmes comes back in as well, as and Duncan as well is looked to return. So, you know, a Which range, of, range of midfielders that, that are coming in, I mean, they generally take out Danger. They're not up and under sort of midfielders that get in there and get the ball and the contested pill. But Atkins' role has been, you know, he's been used as a bit of a quick fix in a range of different things. So his role will develop tonight and that, that'll be really interesting. Um, I'm glad you brought up the bye. And, you know, Geelong's form coming out of the bye hasn't been great it's you know historically uh been uh, documented if you look at you know since 2013 they're three and seven after the buy so but 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 in saying that no team has really mastered it. the stats over the last 10 years indicate that's about 46 percent that a team wins after the buy 
Um, if you look at the last five years, okay, that ups to about 60%. So in the modern era, after a buy, teams really struggle. Last week, three out of the four teams that came off a buy in, uh, in Brisbane, they lost. Frio, they lost. And Sydney, they lost. And the only other team that actually got a win was the Saints. They were playing the, the Swans. So you could have gone four from four from that. Uh, I'd be really, really wary of Geelong this week coming off the buy, as well as Gold Coast, which will follow into my bet in a little bit later as well. So they had the buy last week. So what I'm doing this one, um, to me, there's not a lot of things that uh, stand out in terms of a, a punting standpoint. You look at possessions that we normally target. Both teams are sitting at 17 and 16th at giving away possessions. So they, they don't really give away a lot. And then you look at how many possessions they're actually getting as a team. They sit 15th and 16th. Mm. So they're, they're not a high possession teams. You know, we know historically that no, this season, sorry, not historically, but the Cats haven't really gone over 20 disposals. There's been multiple times where they've had one player go over, two players go over. With three new players in there from the last three or four weeks, you can't really say. One of the deficiencies that I have found is Port Adelaide giving away goals to smaller forwards or mid-forwards. So Cody Waitman last week kicked three. Luke Bruce the week before had nine shots, five goals. The week before they played Richmond, Martin had two goals. Taranto is probably a lot smaller. He had four goals. Again, Melbourne makes it really hard for these things because they don't really have anything in that forward line and they just sort of have a pings. But Bailey, he's probably a medium sort of forward. He had two goals, five shots on goal. You look at Jaden Stevenson. Uh, two goals, three shots on goal. Kyle Lang Langford, four shots on goal, two shots on goal. Goes all the way back again to Cody Waitman earlier where he had six shots and uh, four goals. So that mid and that smaller forward, you can get some value there. I've got a bonus bet in this one. Geelong small forwards aren't great. Close, he, you know, he's been playing, as you said, you know, not very uh, close to, to goal as of recent weeks. Look at Brian Myers. They, they use him as a small forward early in his career. Now he's that inside 50. He's one of the best kicks, the leader in goal assists. You're probably not going to get any value there. Stengel, he's probably going to kick some goals. But if you think that Port Adelaide are going to win, you can't get a lot of value for two or three goals. $1.30 for one goal, I'm not taking that. Who I am going with is Patrick Dangerfield. He averages 1.3 shots per game over his eight this season. He's coming back in. He's coming off an injury. They'll probably look to rest him forward a little bit. He can get some absolute um, some looks at it. We know he's not a great set shot, but him coming back, he's got a big role to play. They were up and about early when before he had that injury, and him going out to really hurt them. $2.50 with a bonus bet for him to kick one goal, I think is absolute value. So I'm going to sit back, enjoy that, and just uh, change, uh, cheer on danger for a goal. Just hope he doesn't have a set shot from 45 out because he's he's not I very good at that. I hope he has so many set shots from 45 <laughs> out. I hope he, he, might, he might ping one. He might clunk one. Uh, looking at the teams, which is something I don't really do because the, the teams don't really matter, you know, in the positions. Dangerfield named uh, in the in the back pocket next to Sam Deconing. How's that? Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right, Pez. Uh, but, but even still, if they're going to start him as the back... Oh, we're, we're, losing, we're losing resources here. What's going on there? I don't know. They've got large pockets. Was you, that was you just dropping the, the news bomb, was it? <laughs> <laughs> News bomb was, was that he's playing in the back pocket. The terrible. All right, let's get on to hopefully, which is not terrible. You know, looking at the start of the year, this would have been a, probably a top four clash that you would have thought. But one team going uh, extremely uh, well and the other team, well, not so much. Brisbane taking on Sydney at the Gabba. The Lions uh, return to, to the Gabba, so hopefully they return to form. $1.21 favourites are the Lions. Sydney outsiders at $4.30. The line here was originally at 22.5 when, when it opened at the start of the week. It's out to it at minus 28.5. Um, but earlier, uh, as of uh, yeah, today, you could have got 25.5. So this line is fluctuating quite a bit. Over 172.5. The Lions have been great at home, terrible away. You know, they, they, they had some big news this week with a couple of players... Um, 
standing down and you know actually today they, they stood down so it'd be very interesting to hear your thoughts pairs watching them live last week and, and you know one of those players playing in there what's going to happen to Brisbane and how they come out and attack uh, the Swans yeah I'm a, a little bit spewing because uh, I, I can't remember if I texted you or not but when I'm there on Saturday uh, I'm sitting there going I reckon Daniel Rich is finished here like, he's not looking very mobile, he's very slow, he's a liability on, on defence when teams are running and pushing against him. Like, he went to ground a few times, Source, on the weekend when he was defending, just as an out to go, you know what, if I go to ground here, that means I don't have to chase. And he just, his body doesn't look right, He is still an amazing kick, and that's why he's still been in the team, but... He's put his hand up and he said, yep, I'm going to have a rest and, and go down there. So is Jack Gunston, which I found uh, a little bit interesting because I thought he really changed their uh, forward line dynamic earlier in the season, but maybe they want to go a little bit smaller and uh, and go from there. So very interesting. But with the rich news in terms of betting here, Source, uh, I've got a few players in mind to have a look at. But when I had a look, their over-under isn't out because it's on Friday and it's only Thursday today. So... Uh, unless it's up now if you're if you're on there. But I'm looking at Coleman, who was the sub last week, and he usually plays that kick-out role in defence when Daniel Rich is out. And he, he's got a beautiful left-foot kick. Yes, he makes some errors as a young player, but I think they just need to give him the keys. Daniel Rich, I think, may be finished and, and not be able to come back into the side. Give him the keys, run through him out of defence, and just give him the confidence he needs to continue to rise. He's been a great first-half player when Daniel Rich hasn't played you know, racking up 12, 13, 14 disposals at half time, And then he goes missing in the second half. So he just needs some consistency and go from there. So I'll be looking at Coleman's line to see if that's any value to go over. The other player I'm looking at is Will Ashcroft because he gets uh, 28 disposals a game at the Gabba, but he struggles away from the Gabba. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's very weird. It's like an eight point differential in his average of disposals. So with no McCluggage who got a, a bad concussion last week, uh, Ashcroft uh, to get over his disposals and I'm I'm going to look at the teams more closely but I'm looking at Zach Bailey because I think he's going to get a bigger midfield role with no McCluggage uh, no Daniel Rich so he'll need to to come and get those kicks off Coleman and be that link up player through the middle of the ground so they're the three I've got on watch for the over-unders. Yeah it's so funny we, we don't talk about um, this before the game Pez and I had highlighted when you said the news uh, about you know Rich going out is, is, is Coleman because you're right he's been a player that has been mildly well not mildly increasingly inconsistent but you know he, he fluctuates from about 15 to, to, to that sort of 20 mark you know and last week he ended up with six which, which was really interesting. As the sub. Exactly right as the up so um but you know him coming into this and i think the pressure that 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 the the players whether they've been tapped on the shoulder or not but two players mid-season a top four side that you know premiership favorites and throughout the seasons at some times that they've just stood down so there's a lot of people that are on notice that'll put a i think a a rifle up a few of the the brisbane players who were very complacent last week and they look like they just come off a buy they return to home. They play a Sydney Swan team that's mild, you know, not mildly out of form, but they're, they're extremely out of form. They're poor this year. They've been very poor. Um, I, I've just put it together a three-league same-game multi. Brisbane have been extremely great at home at the Gabba. We know that's a fortress. They're going to bounce back big in this one. Um, they've been beating the line a lot, but 28 and a half, there's, there's not a lot of a lot of value in that one. Uh, again, that one started quite low as well. I've gone with the three-league same-game multi. Before we even spoke, Caden Coleman to get 15 disposals, $1.34. Like that, that's a great little set in there. I'll look to do the same, I reckon. Him, him uh, over his underline or even 20 plus, you get some value. I've gone Brisbane plus 10 and a half as you pick your own line. And then I've got a big win. 
Brisbane 40 plus. And I just, you know, only to get a little bit of value with that one. Uh, I've put that in there, Pez, and I have not got the odds on my... Oh, yep, here, here we go. go. So $2.40 and I've put two units on that one, Pez, with sports bet. So, uh, you know, one leg fails, money back. Um, so as long as Brisbane win, I've sort of, I, I think that the only big one is the, the 40 plus, but yep. we know what happens when they get up and rolling. Yeah, well, Coleman has to be that player. Just do be aware if you, you do put all your eggs in one basket with Coleman, he can be inconsistent, but at $1.34, we like the value. So we, we're going to... Continue but in saying that, you know, his inconsistency is still sitting from 12 to 20. So, like, it's not like he's going to be inconsistent and drop off completely. Last, last week was the sub. I'm sure, you know, if he goes to the sub again, again, you get he, your money you get your money back anyway for those ones. Because only the stop start 22, he can't be the sub. He's an obvious, obvious replacement for Rich. I'll be very surprised if he But, but even still, if you, if, you, if you want that value and you're worried about that aspect, you get your money back with most agencies if he's not in the start in 22. Yeah, um, so, you sell McCluggage, get tackled by Sicily. So, yeah. Sicily, you know, upheld with his three weeks. He's, he walked off the ground, and at the ground it was really strange because he's walked off from the opposite side to the bench, and instead of walking across the ground, they actually brought the stretcher out, and then he didn't go on the stretcher. Oh, that was he ridiculous. Went, he went to the outside of the ground and walked all the way around. So he held up the game for like an extra two or three minutes by walking around there. But um, uh, I heard during the week that he called up his mum, and his mum hadn't watched the game yet. And he's like, oh, just so you know, like... I, I get knocked out. Like I've been knocked out in the game. She's like, oh, oh. That's good. she's like, oh, did you win or lose? Like, <laughs> not like, even, not if you're all right. Like, no care. Did you win or lose? And, and then yeah, we yeah. said, oh, we lost, and she would have hung up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the rest of the story, but that was uh, that was an interesting one to I, see. I was listening to that on the um, on Triple M, and I was driving to, to my girlfriend's house, and nonstop BT was just, this is ridiculous. Where is Comet and Laps? You know how he gets on a <laughs> tangent. He's like, he's off the ground, and they're still waiting. Oh, they're going to make him way through the gate to the point where I'm like, what is going? Like, because he was harping on so much, that I didn't understand what's happening. You know, it's only a seven-minute drive to my girlfriend's house. <laughs> Pulled over, and I'm like, what's going on? And I looked at the footage, and I'm like, well, that's an interesting one. And then the, literally watching him go, go all the way around. The Brisbane blokes did the right thing. But <laughs> when, he, when he came off to the this side of the, the ground, opposite of the change rooms, I thought he was going to go down one of the races and, like, go underground or go a, a, around the ground instead of having to wait for him go all the way around. So that was a little bit silly. Just, you know, he's not coming back on, obviously. The doctors just get him on the stretcher and get him off as fast yeah, as possible. Get him off, yeah. He's been knocked out. You just, just, just get him off. All right. Speaking of, uh, no, I'm speaking of getting off. Oh, <laughs> you're going to be getting off, huh? Jesus. Well, you know, a Shit. couple of years ago when we were painting the team orange, Shit, we might I, have been I, getting I off. Something after that. <laughs> but we get on to, uh, and, and while you get up and just do little break pairs, I'll, I'll definitely have a, another frosty as well. So, uh, GWS taking on Fremantle in this one. Uh, this would be a great clash. This one, I think. Dollar uh, eighty four. Uh, the Giants playing some really fast, high scoring, exciting football. Taking on Fremantle with, um, you know, a team that we thought had found some form. A dollar ninety. Six outsiders uh, playing in Canberra. This one, uh, one and a half is the line over under one sixty nine and a half. Pairs, I'm going to stall a little bit while you get ready and to, to get your, your beers there and uh, first mouthful in, which is always the best mouthful. But I'm really interested to hear your thoughts, Fremantle. We were all over them last week. We we definitely misread it. Is there is there going to be an adjustment in your look on Fremantle, or are you using that as a, as a proper you know indication of their actual form? Because I think like we're holding Fremantle on that really impressive win against Melbourne. And, you know, we're probably looking at more how inconsistent they are than their actual one-off win against Melbourne. Yeah, they miss, uh, they really miss Sam Darcy, uh, I think, in the middle of that ground. Like, Luke Jackson, he did all right. But without Sam Darcy being dominant there for the for the midfielders on Saturday night, it was really hard for uh, Fremantle to get on top of Richmond. And Richmond were back to the Richmond of old where they would, like, tap the ball in front of them and run onto it and, you know, just keep the ball alive. 
and, and and keep it ready to go to to try and get a goal. So I'm I'm really nervous to, here to tip Fremantle if it's you know without Sam Darcy, yeah. uh, especially against the Giants there at home. So this one I, I could toss a coin. I don't know who I'm going to tip yet. Uh, and so that means I definitely don't know who I'm going to bet on either side. Nothing with me here for disposals or anything like that. We know Lockie Whitfield likes to take the kickouts, so depending on what value he is, uh, I didn't have a decent look at that because I wasn't really interested in betting on this one. Yep, sorry, I, I thought you were going to get a little bit longer and I've got a cough about to come, but uh, that's great podcasting at, at you know, its finest. Uh, I, I'm, I'm much the same. I think that I actually don't know which way I'm going to tip. I did my tips earlier in the week and, I, you know, just in case that way if I forget, if you forget that, that's, if that's a, done. It's really important uh, And to do. I did it again this morning and I changed it. And, and honestly, I was waiting to hear some of your thoughts in this because it's a toss-up game um, and it's really hard to, to pick a winner because, you know, f- GWS have been pretty good. They've been pretty good. Uh, you know, they've had the wins that they probably expect them to have, uh, but they've been competitive against good sides as well. They had an impressive win at the Cattery when when the Cats had sort of no lineup. Um, you know, and, and oh, impressive. excuses. I, 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 some excuses. Uh, all right, uh, but uh, <laughs> they also had a you know, and a pretty impressive win last week against North Melbourne, who have been have been travelling quite well, and I think that the bookies are really underrating them. What I do know about Fremantle and GWS is Fremantle, they're a great defensive team, which people may be, um, you know, a little bit shocked, but what that doesn't mean is that that doesn't mean that the opposition team don't get a heap of possessions. So even still them being a great defensive team, they still give away a heap of, heap of possessions. You know, the GWS also collect a heap of disposals as well. They give away, you know, they collect the fourth most, you know, and almost 30 over the league average. So they get a lot of the pill, and with Fremantle giving away a lot of the pill, my money's all on GWS mid fielders at home to collect the pillar heap now i know that kelly comes back into the side so there's a, you know a little bit of weary about some of those midfielders so i've taken advantage of that because Cornelio to get 25 or more he's dollar 65 he's only missed that once pez for the whole year it was two weeks ago when kelly's been in there he's hit 25 every other time okay. so i think that's really great value for a bloke that's you know gone 13 out of 14 rounds oh sorry 12 out of 13 rounds hitting over the 25 at $1.65. That's pretty consistent against a team that gives away a lot. So I've got him as uh, my first leg of my three-leg same-game multi with Tab. Lockie Whitfield for 20 or more, he's only missed it once. That's pretty just a free hit there. And then I've gone Toby Green. So it's 15-plus disposals. He has missed it twice this year, but he's in killer form at the moment. The defence will really make him push up the ground a, a little bit because they'll try and get him into, to utilise that pill a bit. The defence is really good at keeping them out of the inside 50. I think he'll go up the ground a bit, collect his own pill, He's great to watch. I'll enjoy that. $2.10, small odds, two units for it, one leg fails, money back with Tab. Yeah, with Toby Green getting 15, I think your tip is going to be the Giants uh, for this weekend because if he gets 15 disposals, he'll have a really big say on this game. Yeah, but 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 I'm sort of also accounting for him to be pushed up the ground a fair bit. So you know they injected him into midfield at times last week and the last couple of weeks with Kelly out. Um, you know Kelly returning to, to that midfield. You are probably right. I probably am leaning towards the Giants. Uh, the more that we uh, <laughs> unpack that, so yeah, good. Thanks, if he's, thanks, if he's, thanks for helping your own tip uh, there, source. If he's up the ground and he's got he's getting fifteen disposals, that means he's kicking it inside fifty. Eight, nine, ten times. But it also like, means he's not kicking the goals. He's been their leading goal scorer. He's been, you know, the game winner off his own boot a couple of times this year. Like, without Toby Green, they wouldn't have beaten you know, a range of teams. Like, he's been so impressive. Oh, he's, yeah. And you, always, you, you always know that is. we love, you know, every, people from the podcast know that we love Toby Green. And he still hasn't shaken that rep from, from you know, the fly no, kick and of and Bulldogs. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, he's in ripper form. And I worry him being away from goals, whether their goals are going to be still coming from him. But... 
Anyway, let's get on to your boys. Richmond taking on St Kilda. $1.74 favourites are the Tigs. St Kilda outsiders, $2.10 minus 4.5 is the line. Over under, 165.5. Uh, this is a great, uh, great game, this one. Both coming off wins. You know, both playing sort of decent football in the last sort of month. St Kilda a little bit inconsistent, but, you know, this season's definitely over-exceeded expectations of them. I'm really looking forward to this one. I know you are as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll um, go, go go along Saturday night at the MCG. Uh, nice and cold over there. But Trent Cochin's 300th game. Uh, so that's been a big talking point during the week. Marlon Pickett is not playing uh, because they have a, uh, you know, pickpocket type thing going on with uh, Marlon over there. Was that, was that your, your play on words with a pickpocket? Oh, I don't know. 380. I hope, I hope it wasn't. I hope you've got more of empathy, right. empathy there, Piz. 380 grand for, for Marlon over there doing what he did. I uh, would have probably faked an injury and not gone back to Western Australia if I knew that um, police want to talk to me <laughs> or whatever. Move but, on, please. Um, please move on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll, could, we'll continue How many beers have you had? Uh, this, uh, this <laughs> a couple is, of bottle caps there. This is the second one. Um, but without Marlon Pickett, uh, I don't know if that who that helps really, but... Uh, Richmond, you know, Tom Lynch isn't going to be coming back, I don't think. Please don't tell me he is because then I, I really don't like it. But uh, Richmond, $1.74. I was a little bit shocked to see the odds more so in Richmond's favour instead of a, a more even type money game. And I wonder if that's to do with the 300 games or if there's news on who's coming back or whatever uh, that might be. So I, I'm interested to see St Kilda play at the MCG. I think their defence can really hold up there and Ross Lyons proved that in the past. And I think they can get a hold of that, their defence. Callum Wilkie uh, on Jack Rewalt, possibly, who Callum Wilkie probably should be an All-Australian defender at this stage. Uh, absolutely amazing uh, key defender for a smaller man and able to kick it out of defence uh, miraculously as well. So I've just gone with my bonus bet from Tab. I needed to juice the odds up a little bit. So pick your own line, St Kilda, minus 10.5 at $3.10 with my Tab bonus. Yeah, I actually really like that, Pez. I like what you said there about Richmond and the way that they're adjusting their um, setup and their format to complement Trent Cochin's 30 games. 30, um, 30 games, he's 300 plus, uh, 300, oh my, I can't even talk. He's 300 games. How many beers have you had? Uh, 1.4. <laughs> <laughs> 1.4, I think that's standard drinks. But I like the way you're saying that because they definitely have uh, done that. I heard this on a podcast earlier. So, um, you know, they've really been boosting those players coming to those milestone games. And I think that really will affect Richmond. If you look at these two teams, Richmond taking on St Kilda, they both played teams that are in the similar sort of bracket last week, Fremantle and Sydney, both teams that we thought were going to be really good. They've both sort of underperformed, one hit by injuries, one hit by, I don't really know what, no excuses. But I think St Kilda had a more impressive win last week. I thought they were really impressive. They're playing in Melbourne. They didn't have to travel back from Perth. It's a 50-50 game, $2.10. I love that. Um, I will wait until the, the lineups are confirmed and I can get a little bit more information because if Lynch comes in, well, then that's completely different. But, you know, an early lean towards the the, the Saints at 2 Dollars ten, head over to Bluebet. Twelve up at half time. I, I like that action. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Saints have disappointed their supporters for yeah. for over seventy years, so we'll see what happens. That is there. the greatest segue ever. So disappointment, <laughs> and the first team that comes up is Carlton. Oh, and can it get any worse? <laughs> tell you what, like I think football is great when the big football teams are playing well. Your Carlton, your Collingwood, your Essen, everyone's buzzing in Victoria. But tell you what, football is so much better when the Blues are shit because oh, wow. they, power, they pile on so hard. And, you know, Carlton taking on the Gold Coast Suns, this traditionally would have looked as a lock-in win, but 
the bookies are wary about this one. $1.75 favourites are Carlton after three weeks of bad goal kicking and persistence with this uh, round-the-body kick and poor goal kicking. Oh, and we said to ban it. Harry <laughs> Mackay, do not do it. <laughs> He'd be better just to handle it off. He didn't make the distance. Surely now it's a bit of an arrogance thing. Surely now it's a being stubborn and just going, you know what? No, I can't listen to the haters. And if I adjust now, I'll cop more criticism. You could see in that first half. Yeah. It is playing on his mind. And it is absolutely amazing. But there's 83,000 there, Carlton Essendon. And some of the Essendon supporters would have been really up and about. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, But Carlton, just can they let their fans down anymore? There's been some great uh, fans out there on Talkback Radio, on TikTok. And the most comments that go against them and just bait them are the Collingwood fans. Like oh, yeah. this Collingwood-Carlton rivalry with Collingwood being first and Carlton being in the bottom Especially four. them flogging them a couple of weeks before. It's, it's still amazing in Carlton supporters saying, you know, they're still the biggest club in the country and then the Collingwood supporters going back at them. It's, oh, Speak, speaking so of, Speaking of like historical, you know, um, you know hatred as well, wh- whose idea w- was it to bring out all the Premiership Cups? What a shit idea. Well, these teams, are, are like, you know, Essendon are on the rise there, but if, like, Essendon haven't won a final in, in almost 10,000 days, you know, almost eight years or whatever it was, Carlton are horrible <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Why the fuck are we celebrating that shit in a round 13 game on a Sunday night? Well, <laughs> what, what, whose idea is that? Well, I saw a few people on social media saying, oh, it's because of the history. We're the best clubs and, and things like this. So but is that just reminding the fans, hey, guys, you know, we're, we're not always bad? Hey, guys, we won um, <laughs> premierships when we <laughs> when there were four teams in the competition oh in God. the early days of the VFL. So this is really good. But you speak to an Essendon or a Carlton supporter and you speak to them about, a season, a current season, and you say, hey, you guys are no good. Hey, we've got 16 premierships is is usually the people who have no idea what they're talking about just going, you know what, I'm just going to go to the history, play the history card, and then you can't say anything because my club's the best because we've won 16. Did what a ridiculous argument. Carlton, their last premiership was 95. Correct. All right. Essendon's last premiership was 2000. Correct. So that's 95, what's that, 20, 27 years? Is that right? 95, yeah, 27 years for them for, to, to you know, be, be irrelevant within the finals. And Essendon to be relevant, well, they haven't won since 2004. Four. So, Eight, so, so, so half of those supporters there wouldn't even know the history of it. Like, it's so, so, such a ridiculous thing. And, you know, you know you've got to live in the present and we're harping on about uh, Carlton, but it's, been, it's fun to harp on. It's Carlton, funny. Now, honest. they play uh, here at the Gold Coast. We, haven't, we, haven't got, we actually haven't even got to the odds of the Suns. That's how terrible Carlton are because the moment <laughs> you bring up Blues, you get a little bit of goal-kicking trauma and you go through it. But $1.75 are the Blues. Gold Coast 210 playing away from uh, the, the sunny Gold Coast. Minus 3.5 is the line over under 160.5. Now, Paddy Cripps, he does not look right. Like, if he's not injured then he needs to be dropped because like there's there's no point in him playing because he can't run the other way. There's no point in him getting the ball. Put someone in that is fit. Paddy Dow being the sub, that was absolutely ridiculous as well. Having Charlie Kerno, not Charlie Kerno, Ed Kerno in the team, he's been butchering the ball for the past eight weeks. Get him out of the team. He's he's finished. He's done. Put in Paddy Dow. Give him the rest of the season and see what he can come up with for your footy club. Worst case scenario he gets 20-plus touches a game, and he gets some more trade value at the end of the season. So he's been playing well in the VFL. Just put him in and let him go. All Carlton mids are too too much the same. Blake Akers, a reject from St. Kilda, who Carlton supporters loved. Now they seem to hate him. Like, uh, of course. Like, he, he wasn't expected to be a really good midfielder. Sam Walsh needs to pick up his game. 
Uh, De Koning needs to pick up his game if he wants to sign that big contract as well with another club. And Carlton, they just need to win. And I need them to win more than anything this week uh, for one of the knockout competitions. And I, I really, really hope that Carlton win. And the reason for that is I'm putting Blue Bet Carlton to win at $1.74. I'm putting two units on it, Source. And let's see if they can let at, me down at again. At Blue Bet? Yep. At what odds? $1.74. Love it. Do you know what I love at Pez? Because you're right, everything, everything points again to Carlton. Carlton have to win it. You know, you look at uh, teams after a bye. The only team that is worse than Geelong at three and seven after a bye is Gold Coast, two and eight. But Gold Coast have been pretty tolerable for a little bit. And if you're looking at Gold Coast form, they're probably playing one of their more consistent seasons in the last couple of years. But but again, after a bye, playing away from home against Carlton, you look at the lineup, everything points to Carlton. But for shits and gigs, Pez, they are still. Fucking shit. They're so horrible. and <laughs> They're dead to you. They are dead to me. And, and, and again, everything points to Carlton for the third week in a row. And for the third week in a row, Pez, I'm going against Carlton. Last week I said that I wanted to go against them, but Essendon were also dead to me. <laughs> $2, blue bet, two units, Gold Coast to win. My boys, the Suns, are going to win and continue this... Embarrassing this football don't, club. Don't do it to me. But Pez, I'm, I know that I know that you know, and I'm, I'm hoping my bet loses so you can uh, clean up in the in the winners comp. But it's incredible that in three weeks in a row, if you've listened to Source and just you've written off Carlton, which every other supporter has that follow Carlton, you're making profit. Two dollars ten. History, statistics, everything points to Carlton. They have to turn it around. But they're Please Carlton. Carlton. <laughs> they're Please. horrible. So Please Carlton. Two units with that one and, uh, you know. Head to head again. Head to head again. All right, let's get on to the last game of uh, the round. As you said, only six games going ahead this week. North Melbourne versus the Doggies. 4.30 outsiders are North Melbourne playing at Etihad Stadium. One, two, sorry, 1-2-2. $1.22 favourites are the Dogs. Minus 28.5 is the line over under 173.5. This line's already come in. It was 31 at the start of the week, 30 early in the day. The bookies have jumped on this one, uh, 28 and a half. So really interested to see third week in a row if North Melbourne can cover that line. Yeah, looking forward to the teams coming out in five minutes' time because um, – Jesus, dying over there. Still, uh, still recovering from COVID, mate. Because I think they're going to field one of their strongest teams uh, in the – in this season. So uh, it'll be interesting under the roof there. Jaden Stevenson uh, has been kicking goals as well up forward. So maybe uh, have a look at his odds and see what you think there. But uh, nothing for me at the moment. It is the last game on a Sunday. It is the twilight fixture. So depending how we go in round 14, I might have a, a nibble or a dabble if I've got a bonus bet or, or something floating around there. But uh, yeah, I'll just leave it for, for the minute source. Yeah. I actually really like North Melbourne in this one. North Melbourne have been pretty impressive at Eddie had over the, this season. You know, a couple of their victories coming, or one of their victories early coming, uh, obviously, at Eddie had. The Doggies on a three-game losing streak. Uh, listeners of the pod will know that I'm not a big fan of the Bulldogs. I think they're extremely overrated this year. Do you like anyone? No, nah, I don't even like Geelong this week, to be honest. But, um, you know, I think that uh, I think North Melbourne at 30 and a half early in the day was, was great value. Um, it's coming a little bit, which I'm a little bit disappointed on. I didn't get able to get that. But a 30-point head start at a, at a venue that they play quite well. They get an injection into that midfield, hopefully. The teams will be announced soon. I, th- I expect Jai Simpson to come back and get a couple more, you know, bigger bodies through that midfield. Sheasel's playing well. Lord uh, Lord's playing well. You know, Nick Larkey's kicking goals. There's a lot of things that are pointing towards North Melbourne remaining competitive. Um, Taron Thomas has come back and wow. he's, he's in some ripping form. I know he's had his personal issues. But you know what? He, he needs people to, might not like him. But you know, back to the wall, last roll of the dice. He's got to get that going there. He's a good and footy player. 
Yeah, of course he is. He's just a yeah. He's making some, air he's, he's making some poor choices. A bit uh, of air up there. Yeah, making some poor choices off the field. Hopefully he can get his life back together and you know use this form to really kickstart a, a more positive direction for him. I'm leaning towards North Melbourne for the thirty plus or the the twenty eight and a half. I might even even lower the odds and get the dollar sixty dollar seventy. Um, I, I may also sneaky sneaky ready for a tip for them as well because. Beveridge at the moment is not not really coaching well, and then three losses in a row, this would boil over, and uh, it would be very interesting if they can uh, not uh, salute a win this one. What is interesting, the the teams just here come across my come across my desk here. Come Josh, across your desk, Josh Bruce here omitted because he he was horrible last week, and Arthur Jones who didn't have a disposal only had six tackles, he's been omitted as well. But ins for North Melbourne, no outs yet. Hugh Greenwood, Jai Simkin, and Kane Turner. Exactly what I just said. So that midfield boost is up. That's probably where that line's come in uh, as it has. And and I think that they're, they're, they're a real shot of, of causing an upset. They they controlled the game, you know, two weeks ago. It was it against Essendon. Essendon, I, I put in a similar sort of uh, sort of vein as the Western Bulldogs. Probably Western Bulldogs are a little bit higher. Expect a really competitive game and, and possibly the, the North Melbourne to uh, surprise a few and get the win. Jack Silvani, Jesse Motlop omitted. That's the, the big game that I need to go. Alex Sexton coming back <laughs> hey, in. We're, no. we're past the Blues. We're, we've talked Brandon enough about Ellis, the Blues. No. Oh, no. <laughs> bit, bit nervous. I've got to check the team. told you the Gold Coast is looking good. I've got to check the teams. Who's All right. Well, while, Pe- while Pez uh, checks the teams and, and you know, sort of, uh, you know, acts unprofessionally on his podcast and worry about his own personal punt and given the, <laughs> the punter's value, if you have enjoyed the, the show or, you know, you are finding some value, we'd love to hear your your tips and your your predictions and any trends that you're following. Jump on Twitter at Behind the Bound and, and give us a shout out and, you know, send us a, a DM. We, we get a few of those each week about, you know, hey, hey lads, what's this going on? What's, you know, what do you think about this? We're always open to giving advice uh, and make sure you jump on all podcast providers give us five star review and uh leave some comments there it helps other punters uh find the value and find us uh online yeah behind the bound get around it uh round 14 best of luck and hopefully you are up on the punt this year if you do punt so i'm pez peace out i'm still sauce go suns we'll catch up next time now you're-